0: welcome to let's explore this is lane mccall and i'm here with my good friend darren begley and uh darren how's it going it's great man <laughs> it's fun to do one of these again it is um so today i thought we'd go down the lines of something that uh i heard about for a long time and it's all through the church but it's this idea of the rapture i mean we've had books written about it we've had movies made of it it's a scary thing and you've been doing a lot of teaching on that in the past several months right. and i would love to hear where you're coming from on your understanding of this concept of rapture and um and where you're at with it now now you started up when you grew up like very traditional sort of learning right, right, right. what Scared was your understanding you were
1: well you know um Number one, now I mean, since you know, I really studied it out and found the thread of how it even got into Western church. Uh, but beginning in this, you know, you were just told this in church: this is what's coming, hmm. you know. And then you know, you you have to make sure you get all your ducks in a row; or you're going to be left. Mm-hmm. And um, which was e- even as a kid was, it's basically a fear. Base message, yeah, and, uh, you know, it goes against the word of God because you know He didn't give us a spirit of fear, but a love, power, and a sound mind. Yeah. But you know, you're actually you know torturing the next generation, basically telling them, "Hey, if you're not good enough, you're going to get left." Mm. I mean, what what mother or father would ever do that to their children? But that's that's what we were you know doing in the church, and so um, you know the only. A positive thing. And then I guess, you know, they came up with this thing that also is not in the Bible called the age accountability. Mm-hmm. And of course with that, you know, if, if you die before your age of 12, which was our age accountability, whoever mm-hmm. come up with that, you're going to make it to heaven no matter what. So mm-hmm. I can remember as a kid just praying to die before, before the age of 12, yeah, you know, just because, you know, it's, it's fear, it's torment. Yeah. Uh, I can remember a couple times coming home and, and, my mom being gone and, and of course I knew um, you know I knew a brother or a sister or two that I, I called them because um, I figured they didn't make it either right so mm-hmm. uh, but you know just fear and torment of um, you know missing out and then yeah and then the whole thing come behind it is you know they the people of God are gone all the heathens are left mm-hmm. you know and and but when they come if you'll not take the mark, Okay, yep, you know, yep. take this chip and all this stuff. Yep. Then he, they'll cut your head off, and then you can still make it heaven. Yeah. Um, which is ridiculous, because here we are saying, you know, the cross, the blood, everything Jesus did. Right. You, you know, that couldn't get me to heaven. But now, in my own strength, yeah. if I'll deny what they're doing and let them cut my head off, I can get myself to heaven. Yeah. Which is, where does that... <laughs> how do you how do you plug that into the gospel? You know, yeah. so um, so it was it was such torment, and, and you couldn't ask questions. Mm. You, you just and, you know, when I was being raised, it was just this is the way it is. Uh, I remember asking a question one time, and, and the preacher looking at me saying, "You know, that, that's from the pit of hell." And I'm thinking, "Well, look, I'm just asking a question." Yeah, you know, right. I mean, and the reason is because they couldn't answer the questions. Mm. They told you to you know, to live by your heart and cut off your brain.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And um and, and so we had people that um basically spirit filled people or spirit led people that, you know, I I'm just led by my spirit, but they couldn't answer any questions that doesn't make sense attached to the Bible. It's just the way it is. Right. You know, God's yeah. sovereign. You mm. know, and and you know, I used to hate to hear God's sovereign. Because mm. it means you can't ask questions it the way it is and now wait a minute. What if what if I had a relationship with my wife, and any time you know she had a question, I could just look at her and go, "I'm
0: sovereign. Yeah,
1: I don't need to explain what I do. I'm sovereign. Yeah, that, that that's not relationship at all. That that's right. that's dictatorship. Right. You know, it's my way or the highway. Well, you know, nobody would want a marriage like that. And, right. But yet, um, the whole gospel is, is based on relationship. Mm. It's based on yep. Him wanting relationship with this creation. So those things didn't make sense. they um, they pushed me away from God. Yeah. they did not pull me towards him and finally getting to a point of saying, look, if this is your God, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want nothing to do with this. you know we can't even have conversations about it. we can't talk about it. I can't question anything. Um, you keep telling me what not to do, you know mm-hmm. but you, you never teach what I'm supposed to do. The, the, and there was no power, there was no change, there was no peace, there was no joy. I'm just like, well, if this is what it is, you know, hey, I ain't gonna make it anyway. Okay? Yeah. So, um, you know, my life growing up and, and you know, leaving the church, and I mean, you know, I left when I was 12. I mean, I was out on my own when I was 12 and 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 went through a whole lot of stuff, but you know, walking through those things and then coming to a place of, you know, crisis and 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 then having an encounter with God that just totally shifted everything. Yeah. Um, and it was an encounter that had nothing to do with church. It had to do with me on drugs in the yeah. midst of a bunch of junk. <laughs> and here God came in and started speaking to me, which was, you know, freaked me out. but. <laughs> And so, anyway, from from that process and and um, really developing a relationship with them, and and so then filling the call of God on my life to speak to, you know, minister to the next generation. The number one agenda in my life was I'm definitely not giving them what I got. Mm. And so there's no way going into that that you know I could do that. And so, um, you know, the church that I was a part of was a you know, they believed in that. Mm-hmm. And so here I am going, okay, what do I do with this, God? You know, because I, I'll just, i, I definitely just not going to preach that to them. And, yeah. And so we developed these youth camps and, and leadership with these camps, and, and the church released me to do that. And so in these camps, I would I would train and teach them on leadership of of what God was showing me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so through— some of those things, you know, we had code words like there is no Santa Claus.
0: <laughs> what did <laughs> that mean? Wh-
1: which means there is no rapture.
0: Oh, wow.
1: And, um, and and so... And, and the kids would know what you're oh, talking yeah, about? The, ki- so, the kids yeah. would know because we would break it down. We would show them scripture. We would show them... Yep. And what what happened is they would identify with the torment. They would identify mm. with, wait a minute, this can't be God because yep. God doesn't bring fear. Right. And um, and and then you know we're we're seeing miracles, signs and wonders where you know these kids are you know radically being transformed and mm. and so you know they didn't go at it so much from the place of um, they had, they they knew it all theologically and and all the scriptures, but they were living it. Mm-hmm. They were enjoying life. And what I did is I gave their hope back. Mm. You know, what yeah. What the rapture does, it steals the hope of the future generation. Yeah. Um, you know, I was told when I was young, I said, you know, you'll, you'll never get married. No one, wait, let's back up. I'll never finish high school. Wow. I'll never get married. I'll never have kids. Wow. You know, all the and so I'm looking at my life going, what the heck's going what am I doing?
0: Why do anything? You, you don't plan wow.
1: and you know, and then I realize wait a minute, the people that are preaching this don't believe this. <laughs> you know, they all have four oh one K's, you know, you know, they're all paying into social security, you know, they're they're they got money for vacations they are storing up. They got college funds where they're sending their kids. I'm gonna, yeah. Wait, no, wait a minute. It, if he's coming he any minute. Why are you planning to be here in forty years? Right. Why are you Why are you doing anything and putting things together for your? You don't really believe this, man. Yeah. It's a double blindness, a double standard, and so, you know, when when you'd ask a question, well, you know, you, you're here, but you plan on uh, not being here. Mm. You know, but <laughs> if you are here, you know, do business. Mm. You know, and I said, no, wait a minute, that don't make sense because nowhere in scripture can you find where you can live different than you believe mm-hmm. and so i'm looking and i'm going you're double-minded in your belief system so mm-hmm. you know, you're unstable because you can't believe one way and then just go oh well man you know if he happens to show up no you're you're preaching this and right. living this
0: yeah you know yeah. so
1: um then fast forward and where we are now and man i you know it's kind of like barbara Mandrell when she was Singing country when country wasn't cool. Mm. Um, that, that's where I was. I was mm. I was preaching against the rapture when when it wasn't cool, you know. And wow. and uh, so developing and and then I started getting tagged as this guy that you know believed crazy stuff and, and you know and I'm like this I'm like I don't care how I'm tagged. Yeah, I'm more you know if I go to a gym and, and to work out. And a trainer comes up to me that's four hundred pounds mm-hmm. and got a shirt on that says "trainer." Yeah, and he' gonna start to tell me how to train. I'm gonna look at him and say, "You need to go somewhere else." Yeah, because I don't see anything in your life that I want. Right, I don't want to look like you. Yeah, and so I did the same thing with with the things of God. You know, yeah. if somebody's teaching me about rapture and all this kind of stuff, and and there's no fruit in their life, there's no joy, there's no there's nothing that you got that I want. Right. You know, and yep. and so that's what we really went after is we want the fruit of the kingdom. I, yep. I'm not going to fight with you over doctrine. And number one, just even to do that, you know, the anger, the resentment, and, you know, when he comes and you miss him, it'll prove my point. And I'm like, you, you know, the whole frame that they were building, the old attitude behind it, I was like, I, I don't want anything to do with
0: mm. that. And
1: so anyway, as we developed in this thing, and then you know, I really started to go after it um, because I was in a church for eight years that they didn't believe it. Now I never, I never got up in in their church and, and preached anything against it because mm-hmm. you know I, I wanted to agree with the pastor's vision, and anything else is division. Mm-hmm. And so now I did it at my youth camps and, and my leadership and. And so finally, the church was look. Let that be your own ministry, and mm. um, and so we did that. And um, so we were producing leaders out of this. And and so then when we, you know, planted a church, um, this was one of the things that we started to go into because you know you think when you have good news, everybody wants to know, and everybody doesn't want to know. Yeah, you know. Yeah. And and the other thing is you th- you think if you give them a little bit, they'll go look for themselves. And then you find out they don't—they don't, they don't want to go look for themselves. Yeah, um, it's kind of like what happened with Moses. You know, they just want Moses to go up and tell them, and then they right. get to determine what they like that Moses said and what they don't like that Moses said. And yeah. hey, we do what we want. Mm. And so, you know, now you fast forward and and um, and and here is the crazy thing. You know, I was in a place where he would have me talk about things and share things out of relationship that he told me,
0: mm, yeah.
1: which makes it very difficult because, mm. and it shouldn't, that's, that, that should be the way we live because, you know, Paul didn't have the Bible when he was writing the Bible. Mm. You know, he said, I got this from Jesus himself. Yeah, right. But when we live like that, people are well, prove it. Right, prove what you're saying is true. Prove this. Prove. I said, well, prove to me you're saved. You know, I mean, (laughs) you know, if you want to see some proof, you know, salvation means, you know, nothing missing, nothing broken, Mm -hmm. healing, totally restored, and 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 so anyway, we 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 digressed from relationship with the person into trying to prove the book.
0: Right. Wow. Yeah.
1: And that's what the religious leaders did. You know, Jesus said, "You search, you search the book, you search the letter to find life." life is standing in front of them. Yeah. So, you know, it's very difficult. The thing I loved about young people is they've, they learned to listen with their spirit, you mm-hmm. know, just bears witness with them because, right. you know, we're all kids at heart anyway, you know,
0: yeah.
1: uh, prejudice is taught. You put kids yeah. together when they're little, they don't care if you're black, white, green, yellow, purple, yeah. man. They just want to have a relationship. <laughs> yeah. And the same thing is with teenagers, you know, and it, and, um, you know, I heard this one time, which is true. A teenager looks for the oldest person that'll listen to them. Mm. And it's because they, they really want relationship. Wow, being, you yeah. Know. So as this thing developed, we started uh, going after it, and not because I wanted to be right or disprove the rapture. I mean, you know, every day disproves rapture. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, every, every time... It's yeah. not like I need to disprove it. I'll just see you tomorrow. Right. <laughs> we'll disprove it tomorrow, and then I'll see you the next day, and we'll yeah. disprove it again. And,
0: yeah.
1: And um, I got into a, a talk with a guy one time, and and he was telling me I was wrong. And This was 30 years ago. And I said, i tell you what. I said, uh, I'll make you a bet. I said, 20 years from now, we'll have a conversation. Mm. And I said, you'll be here in, in this town doing the same thing that you're doing now, preaching one message, which is, Get in a boat. Jesus is about to come. Yeah, yeah. I said, I will have traveled the world. I'll have spiritual sons and daughters all over the world. I will have planted churches. Hmm. I will have extended the kingdom. And in 20 years, we'll have a conversation. All right, I'll take that bet. And, wow. Uh, so about five years ago, um, well, about eight years ago now, That it was 20 years, and, and uh, I came back into his town, and, and he was there and walked in, and I looked at him. I said, well, I said— uh, it's been twenty years," he said. "Yeah, didn't work out like I thought." And oh he said, man! Um, he said, "But you know what? It's closer now than it's ever been." <laughs> <laughs> and I just started laughing. You know, I was like, "You know, it just doesn't matter." It, yeah, that's the way they're going to see it. They're right. going to see it, and they're going to justify it. There's nothing you can do about it.
0: Yeah. You know? Well, um, I'm curious where um, where the concept of the rapture came into the church. Well,
1: one, it's not even in the Bible. Uh, it's mm-hmm. amazing that. You know, 90% of especially, um, you know, Christians in the Western world um, have their whole theology and and doctrine based around something's not even in the book. Mm. I mean, the word is not there. Yeah. Um, And then when you look at the word, it actually means caught up. Mm. And, um, you know, Paul said this, I know a man, whether in the body or out of the body, he was caught up. And, right. you know, all theologians agree Paul was actually talking about himself <laughs> mm-hmm. when he had his encounter with with God on the road to Damascus. Yep. And, you know, uh, it says there that the people with him saw him. He never left the planet, mm. but he was caught up. Yeah. And yep. uh, so there's several different, uh, you know, and there's other words in there that talks about being caught up. Uh, you know, Revelation talks about when Jesus was born, he was caught up immediately mm. to the throne. Uh, but I guarantee you baby Jesus never left that manger and yeah. <laughs> said, hey I'll be back in a few minutes right you know? right and so when you literally look up those words it means to be to operate from another realm mm-hmm. which you know we're seated in heavenly places which means there's heavenly realms right you know yeah. and uh, as maturity opens your eyes you see that and you know we know that Adam and Eve were in a garden and that was a realm mm-hmm. Um you know, there was no shame, no guilt, no fear in that realm until they ate of the fruit. And when they ate of the fruit, or, you know, whole teaching on that. But yeah, when they yeah. ate that, all of a sudden their eyes opened to another realm. Yeah. And now in that realm, they were hiding. They were fearful. They, they had shame. They mm-hmm. were naked. But guess what? They never left the garden. They were still in the garden.
0: Yeah, but yeah.
1: But, you know, how you believe and how you see and how you operate determines realms that you live in, but you're still in the place that you were, mm. you know. Mm. So, one, um, you know, there's a big teaching that it didn't even exist until the 1830s uh, with, with Schofield and Darby, and actually that's not true. Mm. So it... You know, when you use that, um, people say,, ah, you know that you don't, you don't know what you're talking about. It, it actually goes all the way back to Neoplatonism. Mm. It goes back to Plato, um, Aristotle, and and Socrates and and these are Greek philosophers that separated everything with God. And what they did is they would teach, um, you know, God good, man bad, spirit good, flesh bad. Everything was separate, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesus good, devil bad. Yeah, you know, light good, darkness bad. Hmm. Sounds really good when you hear it. Oh yeah, that's that's got to be true. Well, it's not biblical, hmm. and so then you go into the Bible and you go, wait a minute. You know, John chapter one verse nine says he's the light that shines in the darkness. Yeah. Uh, Psalms 139 tells you that um, light and darkness is the same to him. Mm. He sees it the same. Yeah um, The Word of God tells us that in in him there is no darkness or shadow of turning. yeah. So everything everything sounds good, but what we do when we do that we, we actually make the devil a God. So we mm. put him up like okay, God on one side, the devil on the other side. that's mm-hmm. not the way it is. He said all things were created by him. Yeah. for him. He created good and evil. Um, which really makes people mad because, well, oh, how do you do this and why do you do that and why would a good god do this and and, and so you end up trying to argue with their mindset yeah. instead of the 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 infinite wisdom of God that he had a plan mm. before the foundation of the world. Yeah. And until your heart even puts itself there, to understand the original intention of why everything is, Hmm. then you can't even start to get the revelation you need of the person of why and and how. And Mm -hmm. and so, you know, if if you from a fallen state in a fallen mind trying to understand you know the original intention that happened outside of time, where there was no sin, it's not possible to bring those together. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, we want to, well, you know, God's ways are higher than our ways, and we just can't understand his ways. Well, um, you're believing a lie because Jesus said, I am the way. Hmm. I am the truth. I am the life. So out of relationship, I can't understand his ways. Yeah. I can't understand truth, and, uh, and I, I, I can't experience life. But yeah. it's got to come through that person, not, not my fallen Adamic mind, trying to figure everything out and have an opinion about everything.
0: Right. So the so the key to understanding, and if people listening want to understand more about, you know, why there is no rapture as we've been taught and things like that, you're saying the key is really to go in through, through having a relationship with a- Jesus. A- absolutely, absolutely. And absolutely. starting there instead of starting from trying to figure everything out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. You
1: know, if people would embrace the first coming, they wouldn't be worried about a second coming.
0: Mm, Yeah. Wow, great point.
1: And the whole thing in that is, you know, even second coming is not biblical. Mm. You know, and and what people do, they take things out of context. Yeah. And they create doctrines and religion around it. And and, and the whole basis of left behind series, it's a novel. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and, and and... um, they create doctrines around it, and it keeps people in fear and intimidation. Yeah. And like I said, every day proves they're wrong. Yeah. But they keep justifying it and writing new books about it and telling you when it's going to happen. And it raises money, and it keeps people in that place of, you know, I need somebody to tell me when it's going to happen. And, and you know, all the way through the Word, it's just not there. Yeah. So, you know, I did a whole message on uh, there's no second coming, and boy, it, freaking some people out. It made them mad, you know. Wow. But, you know, I, I told them, you know, after Jesus was resurrected, you know, and he came to Mary in the garden, was that his second coming? Mm. Um, how about when he um, met the two men on the road to Emmaus, you know, was that his second coming? Because we know he went to heaven, cleansed yeah. the heavenlies, and then came back, you yeah. know. How about when he met them on the boat, uh, you know, when they're fishing, was that his second coming? Mm-hmm. Um, how about when he met Paul in the Book of Acts? Was that his second coming? Right. You, you know, I mean, we get, we can go all the way through here, and and they don't realize too that his first coming w- wasn't when he showed up in the in the manger.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, now yeah. that's
1: when he manifested as a human. Mm. Um, but you know, we can look, go back into the old covenant and and uh, you know see. I wonder who it was when you know Moses saw the burning bush.
0: Yeah, or when Joshua
1: right. saw the captain of the host, or yeah. you know, and there's there's several of those, you know, yeah. and uh, you know people want to talk about who was Melchizedek mm. when he's riding, you know, coming and and meeting Abraham. Well, I can tell you who it is, mm. you know. Um, so it the sad thing is, it's just it's uneducated. Yeah, um, and what I mean by that, I'm not just talking about the people listening to it. I'm talking about the people that are teaching it. Oh yeah, and yeah. then they they prey on people um, that are uneducated and not willing to yield themselves in relationship. Hear it, and and then just go out and search some history. You know, just yeah. go back and look at it, and it'll, you know, it, it, if you look at people, uh, especially up in the north, to them it's just ridiculous because what you're telling them is you're telling them one, you're stupid. Everything you're working for is to give a better life for your children. You're sending them to these schools. It costs crazy amount of money. So, you're, you know, you're, what you're doing is ridiculous because, you know, you got vacation homes, you got retirement, you're working for that, you're, you're putting money in 401Ks, you're, you're uh, you know, giving your college fund to your children, you know, all yeah. these things that you're working for, they're really just telling you you're an idiot and you don't know what yeah. you're doing, yeah. which is really the other way around what they're doing and what's working is actually telling these people that are preaching rapture, you're an idiot Yeah, (laughs) because you ain't going to have nothing. And I'm, I'm going to leave an inheritance for my children's children, which is
0: biblical. Yeah. You know? So yeah, I was like, the more you get into it and the more you experience relationship, it's like everything that gets illuminated is actually, actually to do things and make an impact on the earth. It's not the, it's not to get out of here. It's to actually do good and to, to affect People yeah. that we see. Well, Jesus taught
1: that. He said, Look, he said, I, I, I'm going to teach you how to pray. Mm-hmm. And, he, and he said, Number one, I start off our Father, which is in heaven. Okay. And then he goes all the way through and he says, Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth yeah. as it is in heaven. So the whole agenda of God is to get his agenda done in heaven. The whole basis of the rapture is we can't get his agenda done in heaven. Yeah. So he's got to come and rescue us, Mm -hmm. which goes all the way back to Neoplatonism, Greek philosophy, which means this, we're separated from God. He's in heaven. We're on earth. Mm. And some day he's coming. He's going to get us off this planet. Then he's going to burn the planet up, judge it, do all that kind of stuff. Then bring us back down to the planet (laughs) to rule and reign here. And I'm just like, it, it, it's ridiculous, you know. I mean, so you, you you look at this thing going, okay, God's bipolar because he's not sure what he wants to do. Right. You know, and so we, we create all these doctrines and theologies and we pray on people that are uneducated and don't know and we use fear and intimidation. And you know what? It it, it takes up very good offerings. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, um, you know, and it satiates, you know, the fear and anything you can – you can use to scare people, it'll motivate people. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what the church has done, sadly.
0: I was in a, I was in a church service um, one time, and there was a, a guy that he pretty much, his ministry, I think he's passed on now, but his ministry wants to go around to churches, and he had this whole... Crazy like animated video presentation that they put together of the bodies coming out of the graves and people flying up in the sky and like he preached on the whole big timeline he'd you know roll out and and now um now he's passed on I wonder what he knows better now
1: well he got his rapture (laughs) he did Uh, you know but but here's the funny thing is okay so they have this whole thing that he's going to come back from heaven. And then he's going to resurrect the dead bodies that are in the grave. Yeah, you know, people know that there's no dead bodies in the graves, right? They, you know, I mean, they're they're gone. Yeah, <laughs> there's yeah. no bodies there. Mm. You, you you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I mean, we we just have it's almost morbid to think about oh, what they're yeah. saying. I mean, the only resurrected body that got resurrected was Jesus. Yeah, and it says it didn't have any corruption. Yeah, it, right. You, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. so. I don't know how they can say and compare it to that because yeah. when a body dies today and put in the tomb, there's nobody to resurrect. Mm. It's not there, it's gone. Yeah. You know, so, and then if, if we're going to heaven and he's coming here, I mean, you know, I, I kind of laughed at it. I guess we high-five him on the way by, you know, I mean, <laughs> right. you know, because he's got to come and put his foot down on the Mount Olives and the whole thing he's going right. to do there. But but it's just – so really, if we're going to go back to really where it came from, when I go to, you know, Socrates and Aristotle and and uh, Plato, and, and then you got a guy named uh, Polycarp that, that kind of went there and Irenaeus. And mm. – um, and then, you know, as like I said, with these um, Greek philosophers that came in and this whole separation from God and mm. and then it comes down through um, a guy that you know that that they call um, the father of the Western Church, what is Saint Augustine. Mm-hmm. And Saint Augustine was influenced um, by this Greek philosophy, and and so he really developed it in a whole other level. And then he yeah. influenced a man named John Calvin, which you know birthed Calvinism, yeah. and uh, which was the father of the the first Great Awakening, um, you know. And then then it, uh, started to come on down. And so then you see you know Scofield and Darby. Um, you know, pick it up in the, the mid-1800s. And, you know, Schofield was, a, he swindled his mother law out of money. He was an alcoholic. You know, not that I'm condemning him. I mean, I'm just telling you who he was. This is after he said, you know, he was professed Christian. And then he wrote the Schofield Bible. yeah, And then he put footnotes in it. Well, you got to realize, once again, this is the mid-1800s, you know, so many people still can't even read. Hmm. So... And, and then their concept of the Bible, when they received it, when they saw the footnotes, they just, oh, well, it's in the Bible. Yeah. No, it's just a footnote of a man. He's, it's his mm. interpretation. Yeah. But we just took it as, oh, that's just the way it is. Mm. And, you know, and that Bible had so much influence. Mm. Um, and it, so it's amazing that I look, especially in the Western world, you know, you got so many different denominations. They can't agree on nothing. Yeah. But they can agree on the rapture.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so
1: that ought to, that ought to show you something. Wait a minute. They don't agree on anything else, but boy, they're all down with that one. Wow. So it's definitely a sacred cow.
0: Wow. Yeah, and I, I know it's like um, you know, it's been preached so much and there's so you know, there's all these specific scriptures and, and that people pull from, but my thought is that if people wanna hear more along these lines, um, I know you do a lot on YouTube and you have a lot of teaching out there that um I know you've touched on, you know, the second coming and things like that. And um, probably if they search yeah. your YouTube history, I mean, you you've touched along the lines of this stuff for quite a while. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and I mean it's it's gonna be, you're gonna find that thread in there and people right. And and you have to understand I my issue is not rapture. Yeah. My issue is any any belief system that keeps you separated from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Right. Waiting on him to come Yeah. when he's already here. Yeah. And Jesus, and it's biblical, Jesus promised you in, in John chapter 17, you can have a relationship with Father yeah, just the way he did. And I promise you, Jesus wasn't walking on the planet, you know, waiting for Jesus to come.
0: Well, you know, <laughs> I think, right. And the thing about Jesus, talking about his relationship, he knew his assignment, and he yep. knew where he was going to end up. He yep. knew the destiny that was on his life. Right. And I just believe that we can have that same knowledge, like... I don't need everything spelled out but I can know I can know what what is the intention for my life and if I flow with yeah. flow with God like that and my father then and yeah. I can you know it's crazy to think that how are you even supposed to have a dream of a future of 15 right. 20 years if if hey at any minute yeah. the rapture could show yeah. up well what is what is all this stuff happening are yeah. all these people just missing God by having a dream to go create a business or do a ministry or whatever you know yeah. like well, you know, and the thing is, with that
1: is, you know, people, what's right there in the Bible, but they don't know what they're saying. They just right. repeated something they heard. Yeah. So, so you have Peter on, on in the day of Pentecost, and and um, he comes out and and um, and he starts talking about in the last days I'll pour out my spirit. Yeah. Okay. And then he said, "This is that." Right. Which Joel prophesied. Yeah. So Peter told you right then. Yeah. You know, he's saying, this is that. So what we're operating in now is not that. Mm. What was that? It's what Peter and them got in that time, Hmm. which was prophesying the end of a Jewish age. It was the last days of the Jewish age. And we see 40 years later the destruction of the temple that ended the Jewish age. So yeah. Peter says, it's the last days. James says, the judge is knocking at the door. Mm. John said, it's the last hour. Mm. So if you're going to say, well, it's what the Bible says, well, that's what the Bible says. And they're talking about yeah. the end of a Jewish age, not the end of the world.
0: Yeah, because the end of the world has been hanging on for a couple thousand years. Absolutely. That's a pretty long ending.
1: And, and then they you know throw these things in. Once again, they, they repeat stuff. Yeah. Okay. You know the gospel's got to be preached into all the world, and then the end will come. Mm-hmm. Well, the all the known world at that time was the Roman Empire, mm-hmm. and Paul tells you over and over the gospel has been preached, and it's went into all the world. Talking yeah. about that was their whole world at that time. Yeah, and so you can't separate what was written to the people it was written to and put it 2,000 years in the future and make it apply everything, every bit to yeah. you. It just don't work that way. Yeah, the book of Corinthians wasn't written to you. Yeah. written to
0: the Corinthians. Yeah, so. it's interesting when you make the cross, the actual central right. point, and you see that the old Adam died, and yeah. along with it, that whole legalistic system of... Yeah you know, everything that man was and attempting to be godlike without God. And that, that God putting a death to all that so he could ha- actually yeah. have his son. Absolutely. Actually have us Absolutely. in that relationship.
1: But still, you know, e- even in that, they still try to bring the separation. I mean, it's amazing to me how they try to they, – they fragment the Godhead so they can fragment us. Mm. So what they do is oh. they say, well, you know um, – God forsook Jesus, yeah. couldn't look on sin. Yeah. Well, it's ridiculous, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, he can become sin, but but God can't look on it. Right. And it says God was in Jesus, reconciled the world to himself. Yeah, yeah. Jesus had the fullness of the Godhead. Yeah. See, everything they do, they try to separate. They, they try to fragment. So if they can fragment God, then they can definitely fragment you from God. Right, yeah. And so, you know, even they'll do this, you know, uh, you know he's going to return, and no man knows the hour mm. or the day. Not even the angels, nor the Son of God. Only the Father. Mm. Which see once again they're bringing fragmentation. Mm. So if Jesus don't say anything except what he hears from the Father, mm-hmm. okay. And he said, "If you've seen me, you've seen the Father."
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think they're thinking the same thoughts.
0: Okay, <laughs> You're right.
1: So the the only gospel that says that is is Mark. The other ones don't even say that. They mm. they say the angels don't know, only the Father. Mm. But really, the one in Mark, they use it wrong, mm. and it's and it's basically, it, it's it's bringing a separation between the angels and Father and Son. Uh. It's not saying the Son doesn't know. Yeah, it's basically saying no one knows but the Son and the Father, because mm. the word neither neither the Son or but anyway, you know, I don't have time to break all that down. But once again, that's that's what it always does. It tries to fragment the Godhead
0: because yeah.
1: if it can fragment and separate them, then it can separate you. Yeah. Well, people go back to, well, you know, he said, you know, my God, my God, why has thou forsaken me? We'll always go back. When did Jesus ever call God, God? Mm. He didn't. Mm-mm. He always said, Father. Yeah. Even when he taught his disciples, he said, our Father. Yeah. So what he was doing was he was quoting a psalm, which is Psalms twenty-two, which is David is crying out, saying, Why have you forsaken me? Hmm. And and all Jewish people know that if you, you you release the first of a psalm, you're releasing the whole psalm. Hmm. And they were mocking Jesus on the cross and saying, you know, if you are who you will say you are, come down from there. Your God has abandoned you. So he quoted the beginning of a psalm to them, which was yeah. rebuke. Mm. Because you finished the psalm and it said, "It may look like I've abandoned you, but I have not abandoned you. Wow. I hear you and will fulfill." Wow. And so that's what he was saying. But because we don't study and we don't look at that, and we mm. so we just repeat, "Well, he forsake Jesus." Well, you know, Jesus makes you, or God makes you a promise; He'll never forsake you. So how can you believe that if He forsook His own Son? Yeah. So those are the things that it's sad but religion exploits those and the reason it does is to separate you from god so that now you need the preacher to get back to god yeah and you know to do that then you got to give them money you got to give them time you got to you know they are the holy separated ones that you need you know so you can secure your relationship with god and um, it's sad but religion has learned how to exploit it they've yeah. learned how to use fear and they get people to pay for it.
0: And isn't just that the message of of the cross? We thought we were separated from God, like in our minds. We were enemies from God in our minds. God never left us, but Jesus taking that place, and, and you finish that psalm out. Saying no, absolutely. I never actually did leave you, and right. isn't that the whole embracing message of the cross? Absolutely,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, when Adam sinned, you know, God came looking for
0: Adam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Adam, were yeah.
1: Adam was hiding? Yeah, you know, wasn't God hiding? That's right. You know, so yeah, we 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 have really, especially in the Western world, have have taught a message and a gospel that has been so um, influenced by Greek philosophy, which is. Everything is separate. When yeah. Colossians tells us, uh, you know, his, his whole ministry is reconciling all things mm. in himself. So I would like for somebody to tell me where they could go where God's not.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just you know, possible. It reminds me of, um, and we're about out of time, but it reminds me of uh, uh, C. Baxter Kruger says, he says, um, one day we're going to look back and be really embarrassed about, the family conversation that we've had around who we thought our God was. and
1: Well, you know, that, that, and, and I tell people in this, when I take them through these schools that we're doing is first, when you see truth, you get angry Mm -hmm. because what you do is you, 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 how come I didn't see this? Why didn't anybody teach this to me? Um, which is actually blame is -hmm. exactly what Adam did in the garden. Yeah. Secondly, um, you got to start to take on some responsibility and awakening to wait a minute. I have no right to blame anyone because the word tells me I have an anointing in me to teach Mm. me. And that's what God wants. He wants to show you. And then number three, the brokenness comes. Hmm. And when the brokenness comes is exactly what you said. It's almost a humility of my God. How could I ever believe that my God was that? Right. When those three things happen. Um, you're on your way to an incredible, incredible relationship with Jesus. Christ. Yeah,
0: and that's a that's a far cry from I know from experience of being on the other side of just thinking you got it all together and you got right. your doctrine all right and you're just right. it's all this self righteousness. You're doing the right things. Yeah. It's a, such a different place to Absolutely. come to that place of how could I've ever thought that about yeah. you? You know,
1: and and you know, and that's where I mean. I don't care to argue with anybody. I don't care to, if you have to prove a point, you don't have one. Mm. I mean, if there's nothing in my life that you want, that ought to be a good sign, <laughs> you know not to listen. And <laughs> right. and so that's where I am. I'm in a place that I am so humbled that I'm seeing what I'm seeing. Mm. And my I, the relationship I have with him now, mm. um, I, I just like, oh my gosh, how could I have ever saw him any other way? Wow. But, it's like this: you can't see if you can't see. Yeah, and if you do see,
0: you're blessed. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's awesome. So, um, people want to dive into some more teaching and and find you online. What's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, you can. You know, you can Google, or you can just go to YouTube and uh, you know God's House, and yep. uh, you have messages on there. Or you can go to our website, which is godshouse.life. Life. Yep. Um, that'll be changed here pretty quick yep. We're developing some things there I got some schools online there That that we have uh, Put together Just finished one on hell Which will yep. radically shift The mindset of what you believe about that
0: Yeah and, and Those uh, are on your website Your schools are they good are. They go they in are. depth and, yeah. and that's a good place for people If they're yeah. curious or want to hear more Absolutely Go on your website at Godshouse.life And check out those schools Yeah Yeah Awesome. Well, we'll do it again, Darren. Thanks for hanging out. You bet.